all right, we we're rusty. We got to get back into it. You know, it's been a been a busy weekend. So I I'm just gonna steal some some stuff from a Twitter account, and if it's funny, it's gonna stay in. Uh, but I just enjoy it. It's called Actual Names, and it's a Twitter account that just gets real names from like U.S. censuses censuses, and just publishes them uh, on the internet. I think it's a bot. It's really good. Yeah. So, uh, so is this like a, is it a real name or not scenario or, or no, they're all real names. I was just going <laughs> to say some funny ones just to say some funny stuff. Get us going. All right. 1910 Samuel suck off. <laughs> 1920 gay wimp. Oh, poor, poor, uh, Poor person. I'm not, I, I don't even know. I assume it's a guy. I don't know. It could be a lady. Mm-hmm. Either way. Uh, budget Hitler. <laughs> Wait, what year is that one? It's got to be pre-19. 1940. I don't know about that. Ooh, that's borderline. Well, but it's a last name. Like People are allowed to have the name Hitler in 1940. Mm. They didn't all change their name until like 45, I think. I guess that's true. Uh, I probably will not be naming my second born after any of those names, but it's great to, you know, it's great to have gone through, you know, it, it, it helps pad the, like, when we do arrive at a name and be like, we considered so many more. And, and your last name already gives you a lot of comic potential. Mm-hmm. Yep. I still someday am going to open a law office and blood and gore at law. It's going <laughs> to dominate. We're not used to like getting in the groove, getting in the zone at like, yeah, 3, 4 p.m. <laughs> yeah, this is our nap time, so. Oh, man, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, usually usually I'm like uh, looking out the window waiting for my wife to come home uh, like a dog. Yep, with your dogs who are also. Well, yeah, the with, the do- <laughs> with the dog, but that's how I know it's dog behavior. Yeah, Do if if you were, you know like the stereotype where the dog owner looks like their dog. Do you look more like Ollie or, uh, um, Oh gosh, why am I forgetting? Your dog's name? <laughs> I keep wanting to say Olive. Cause we have a friend whose dog's name is Olive. That kind of oh, looks like, nice. uh, the other dog that I can't remember its name. Daisy. <laughs> Daisy. But obviously you didn't have Olive and Ollie. That would just be confusing. That would be way too confusing. And isn't Ollie short for Ollivander? Yeah. Yeah, so it'd be like Olive and Olive Ander. Olive and Olive Ander. <laughs> but you know. Sounds like a boutique. <laughs> olive and Olive Ander. Yeah. Children's a, a millennial overalls. hair salon that is struggling. <laughs> they can't they can't pay their Wayfair bill for all of their Wayfair furniture that they bought. Oh, that was that's what you're implying. It's not some other Wayfair uh, related costs. <laughs> Is is that a reference to the like the QAnon theory that Yeah, it was just the QAnon <laughs> thing. Oh man. Just the a QAnon a... thing. You know. Yeah. It's sad that I do know. <laughs> hey, welcome to the show. We're bad wallpaper. We're working to create our debut album by taking our riffs and expanding them into full songs. We'll take those demos to the studio and record our album later, maybe this year. 
You can follow along on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Please, if you're enjoying the show, subscribe and give us a review. Follow us on Twitter at bad underscore wallpaper and on Instagram at bad.wallpaper.band. The classic Jared's feigned excitement is bad. I I still don't even pick up that as like feigned excitement. It's just like a roller coaster of inflection. And like, I don't know if that's really like excitement or or what, but it's like, we're working to create our debut album. Like yeah. <laughs> that yeah. doesn't, it's literally like, maybe every like the TikTok word, voice. I'm like, oh yeah, I need to uh, add something to this. Otherwise. I'm exactly. That's it. the TikTok voice. <laughs> well, don't uh, TikTok. You can't, I do not give you permission to steal my voice to make the next version of your voice. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the podcast version of the like viral Facebook things where it's like, I do not consent to having my stuff shared. That would be like a, a huge TikTok trend if like boomers were on TikTok. Mm. They'd have to do like a certain dance. Like, <laughs> if you do this dance and if you do this dance and put this over the dance, <laughs> like something insane that doesn't sound real, uh, but they go for it anyways. Yeah. I mean, how long until TikTok does like essentially become the next like social media that no one wants to use because there's too many old people on it? Ooh, I, I mean, I would say 10 years at most because everyone on there that's 18 is going to be 28 in 10 years and the kids are going to be on something else. Yeah. At that point, it's all old people. Yep. Just like us. That's like Twitter. That's what Twitter is at this point. And that's, that's fine by me. I'm fine just talking to. Th- 30 plus year olds <laughs> that yeah. works <laughs> uh i mean also not super important to talk about but uh mm, because mm. of the whole reddit drama i deleted reddit from my phone and what's the reddit drama i don't even know the reddit drama yeah so um they essentially announced that they were going to start charging um apps that developed like shells like front ends mm-hmm. um a lot of money to to actually work. And so the apps are like, well, we're going to shut down because, you know, it doesn't make sense for us to run if only like... Yeah, well, they, like, they can't be making money. Yeah, well, I mean, they were making like a little bit of money, but like mostly they were providing a free service for people to use it for free. And if that yeah. goes away and it becomes only a paid service, like that's not sustainable, so... No, no. Um... So yeah, I don't know. And also I was like, Reddit's kind of dumb. <laughs> like it felt like a natural time to just leave. So Yeah, just call it. And I mean, Twitter. So yeah, I've been more more uh invested in Twitter. And it's it's a silly place also, but like it's awful. It's I, terrible. I at least like feel like when you can find the small little niches of like what I'm interested in, it's all right. Because people at least feel like motivated to like have a good hot take if they're going to put a hot take out there. Yeah, yeah, and I I think the like you're saying the the people that are on that platform that are relatively like popular I like typically more than the people that are relatively popular and like Reddit like people are always just doing like you win the internet sir and it's like God this is 2023 we do not need to be doing you win the internet sir comments Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i 
well, I could talk a long time about what <laughs> my theories on why things are the way they are, but no one cares. And uh, mostly mm. I'm just like, it's, you know, been a week and it's kind of freeing. I mean, I would say my screen time hasn't really gone down. I've just replaced it. But like, yeah, I definitely have an easier time disconnecting from Twitter and like Instagram because I'm like, there's nothing like actually fulfilling in this. Mm. Uh, yeah, but there might be new information if you refresh. <laughs> There might be, but there's less. And like Reddit had more useful information, but more, also more stuff I didn't care about. So it was just more addicting. And so mm, you were mining for all the the stuff you really liked. Yeah. So anyway, you know what? Hopefully that means I have more time to work on some demos because there you go. Because that's the uh, sad part of this this week. I don't really have anything to share. But you right. did a shit ton. So I don't know if I did that. a lot. I did like. I just like made some words up. That's pretty much it. It's good stuff though. Yeah. Uh, cool. What's uh, what media quick hits do we have this week? Media quick hits. I don't have a whole lot. Uh, I watched Love is Love, not Love is Blind. I have seen <laughs> Love is Blind. I don't think I recommend it. Love <laughs> and Death on HBO or Max or whatever, whatever we're calling it these days. Uh, it's like a mini series and it has jesse plemons in it and elizabeth olsen and it's like a it's kind of like a true crime thing but it's very 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 like interesting uh like case and i think they did a good job of pacing it for like a a short mini series kind of deal Uh, and i won't spoil anything else it's a lot of fun i mean (laughs) it's, it's kind of brutal but it's uh it's a good show i liked it always down for jesse plemons little jesse plemons in a HBO miniseries? Come on now. Come on. The only the only other thing I had was uh I watched Air. Like I guess it's like out there now. You can just watch it now for free, mm. which is fun. Um I liked it. It's a good movie. Uh honestly, that uh that old Boston crew is actually pretty good at making movies when they have a good idea. It's a lot of fun. Have you seen do, it? Do they play the hangover game by MJ Linderman? No, I wish. I, that was like, it was funny that this came out around the same time that that song came out. But also, it's all probably predicated on that uh, Michael Jordan documentary from like two years ago. So <laughs> it was uh, it was Netflix, and then it was MJ Lenderman, and now it's uh, Ben Affleck. It's a, it's a cultural touchstone. It's just, yeah. it's, it's the zeitgeist. Of, there you go, of Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. <laughs> MJ, dog. I will say it's like a fun like procedural film, you know, where they do get into like, oh, how did we how do we create our business pitch to sign Michael because we're have a terrible pitch for basketball players to wear our shoes and really fun. It's a fun movie. Yeah. Yeah, I do want to see it. I heard good things also, so I will check it out. Yeah, I uh for I was obligated to watch the Ted Lasso final season why were you obligated were you were you not a ted lasso fan i thought you were a ted lasso fan um i mean it started off as like whoa this is actually like something you know like it was all right and i was like happy Mm. to watch it because it was fine third season started off really rough like first of all like the fun little 30 minute you know quirky episodes ballooned into like hour 15 minute i did hear that 
insanely long episodes with all of these side plots that no one really cared about. <laughs> um, so it became extremely draining. And then um, the last two episodes, I'd say, did kind of like get back to the heart of it. And they were kind of right. wrapped it up. Yeah. Um, I mean, it at least like landed, but doesn't really make me didn't make the season fully worth yeah. it necessarily. But, uh, in our household, we immediately started rewatching it as like a background, put something on the TV show, oh. <laughs> which is, it's been a lot of Ted Lasso. <laughs> what? You, you don't want, the, you can't handle that much positivity in your life. <laughs> it's a lot. I, I, I think I've made my Ted Lasso opinions very clear on this, uh, podcast. Yeah. But I think I think they've only held up. I, I'd say I'd say you came out on on the I think cult, cult, yeah, I think culturally you will be vindicated. I think I will be vindicated at least by people that I care about. I I had to I started as like a, you know, it's not for me. I get it. It's not for me. And then people were like, "No, you have to like it otherwise <laughs> Trump wins." And then I was like, "I dislike it more now." Not because I like Trump, but because I don't think this is an, a good or important television program. And uh, I'm just going to say it now. I was being nice before. <laughs> it is definitely like the best thing that's been on Apple TV, though. Which isn't. And that's why I don't pay time. for Apple TV. <laughs> that's why I don't pay for that. There you go. They do have the MLS, but my dad pays for that and gives oh, it to me for okay. free. Well, that's, that's sort of cheating. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> but I, I still wouldn't pay for the... Uh, the Ted Lasso part, I would only pay for the real soccer. Right. And is MLS even going to be fun to watch if Messi just like dominates every game now? I mean, but his team is so bad. I think his team is too bad that they're still going to win. They're still going to lose like three to four. Yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, it'll be entertaining to see. I, it'll I'm be entertaining. To see some of those games. Yeah. Why not? Uh, so, a couple music news. Also, so because I've been on Twitter more, I uh, got to catch some Twitter drama in in a, in a Twitter sphere that I've never really been a part of before. <laughs> yeah, you like engaging in the drama in the Twitter sphere, Jared? How are you liking music, that Twitter sphere? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's God, just, what a what an insular little. <laughs> yeah, because it's like literally like twenty people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's like twenty people with like five to ten thousand followers. Yeah, and then they're all riffing with each other. Yep. But I, yeah, it's fun. Um, but uh, Pine Grove apparently has been has been in the uh, conversation, wow. maybe the, maybe motivated the by the Pine Grove Shuffle viral video yeah. going around. Yeah. I think said, I think we should have done one. Yeah, I mean, but we it's too late now. It's too late. Yeah, we missed the like recap that like stitched them all together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, I would love to hear from the guy who did the first one because he, he looks so just serious, but like, it's got to be a joke, right? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I think so. But like, I don't think he would have ever anticipated that it would be that popular. I think he was probably like, yeah, I'm going to invent a dance about Pine Grove. That'll be funny. <laughs> and uh, then it blew up. And now people like Pine Grove more because he did a goofy little dance. That, yeah. Wouldn't it be funny if it was to Pine Grove? But then, then you know, there's the reaction where it's like Pine Grove hasn't been good since Cardinal, and they only have one mm. good song. 
Um, I mean, yeah, I, I, I will say it did make me remember the first time, like I really like caught on to Pine Grove and listened to Cardinal and then like went to their, you know, they had like a kind of singles EP that they re-recorded some of stuff, but like, right. That was like a nice little, like, Whoa, this is a cool band. They're doing something kind of different and I like it like moment. Mm-hmm. And I remember going to a burger place and they were playing the whole album and I got my order and I went up and I was like, oh, I can't believe you guys are playing Pine Grove. I've just found out about them. They're great. And the like person at the register is like, what? Oh, I don't set the music. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like if you like, you're going up there like sipping a soda. Yeah. Wow. You guys like Pine Grove? Like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Come exactly. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, the managers back there like, yeah, this dude knows what's up. I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, I've only had one time of that happening that turned out good. I, I went to the coffee shop and they were playing Yuck, which that's right. like niche, right? And like, I don't know. I also had a more of a suspicion that it was actually the barista that like played the music. So I was like, yeah, dude, I love Yuck. You know, you never hear this. And the guy was like, whoa, you, you actually know what this is? This whoa, is awesome. so, this dude knows Yuck. But then like, every time I see him, like, now, like when I go in and get music or go in and get coffee, it's like awkward. Like, I don't want to like, Hey, remember me? Remember yuck, dude. Yeah, dude. We yuck, bonded. That's so good. I feel like that could be a, I think you could leave sketch. Like, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just, but I think with like the Pine Grove thing, there are definitely some people who are like, I've always hated Pine Grove and I hate them mm-hmm. more to this day than ever before. Uh, and I think most people, well, and I guess there was also, there was like a larger contingent of people that would like, I would die for Pine Grove. I would die for this guy, Evan mm-hmm. Stephen Hall or whatever his name is. And, you know, I think most people settled somewhere in the middle. I think that's okay. Like, Hey, Cardinal, that's a pretty dang good record. Excited to see what they do next. And then Skylight, I was like, that's pretty good. Miracle. I was like, that's pretty good. <laughs> Just yep. hasn't hasn't blown me away. I mean, obviously, there's like the personal stuff. I it it seems relatively resolved, but still, like I don't like the circumstances were so weird around that. I don't know. Just yep. Just interesting to see Pine Grove pop up out of nowhere with a song from like 2017. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm th- 2017. I wonder if, probably I wonder like if that's like that. pandemic effect. You know, like. <laughs> I don't know. You know, that doesn't feel that long ago, but it was. Yeah. But. Well, okay. 2014. My bad. Okay, I, well, I thought it was older way. than that. Yeah. So like, it's almost a 10 year old song at this point. And it's Sheesh. from like their work before their breakout album, you know? So that's an interesting fact, but very funny. I don't know. It's it's just funny to see them pop up out of nowhere and be like, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, the, they're, an interesting band to talk about, but I uh, think most people fall more into the, yeah, it's a pretty good band. Yeah. Well, the other thing I wanted to talk about, it it, just, it sucks to even like talk about it because I hate that it keeps happening, but there was a, a shooting at a music festival at like Washington's major like outdoor yeah. music venue. Um, not really any major details about it other than it was some... Uh, a sicko who just decided to shoot randomly into like the crowd in the camping area at the gorge. Yeah, in the camping area. That's crazy. Yeah, which is kind of like there's like this food truck and like 
you know, tent merchant kind of like area. And I, it sounds like it was kind of like, you know, where people like crowd up there and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, it's just, it's, I mean, there's always that fear, you know, in the back of your head when you're at like public events that something like that could happen. And it yeah. just sucks to have it like validated and like, no, yep, that happened and it happened right here and it could happen again. Right. It, yeah. It's always worse when it's like, oh, I, I know exactly <laughs> where that is. I've been there before. Yeah. Someone just decided to do that. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it is awful because I feel like music festivals obviously have a long history of this and, just just tragic that anywhere where people are gathered it's like a it's a risk yeah which feels even weirder after covid where it's like oh hey i'm going out in public today what what's gonna go wrong yeah uh pretty bad i I, when we were in ireland that was like the number one thing people would say we'd be like oh yeah from america and they're like that gun stuff's pretty crazy huh yep pretty crazy yeah it's not cool they're like i can't believe that just you just let that happen but whatever we don't have any guns here yeah it's i mean all i can say is that it's yeah stupid that we haven't solved that problem because well i mean i i definitely understand why you would bring that up definitely hits close to home uh any any fun stuff did you get a balloon or anything maybe a an ice cream uh you were fun i thought you were trying to like pivot to like close to home like and home is where oh that would have that would have been a way better transition (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah i mean luckily i feel like music releases have kind of been picking up though lately yeah Uh, there's been a lot of like really interesting things to listen to over the last couple weeks and man you you gave me a you were like hey you should have done this transition and here's my transition it's pretty good too (laughs) quite good but yeah there's there's been a lot of, like every week i feel like there's been something that i've been actively looking forward to or like i catch something that i like just missed or i go back to something it's been it's it's definitely felt better and i've been listening to a lot more music than i had like earlier in like the the winter and early spring yeah yeah there's like so much good stuff coming out that I, like i have a growing backlog of stuff that <laughs> I want to get around to listening to, but like it's not super urgent. Like the Foo Fighters album yeah. and the Same of the Stone Age, and uh, I think uh, uh, Yonzi and and uh, his band. Uh, what what's that Icelandic band? Why can't gosh Sigaros Sigaros? They got a new album. There we out. go. Oh well, we're hearing that. Uh, Jenny Jenny Lewis new album haven't caught yet. Um, yeah. But what have you caught, Jerry? Things that I haven't listened to. Things that I have. Yeah. Uh, the Youth Lagoon album that was really good. Uh, Youth Lagoon was definitely like a college Jake and Jared discovery. Definitely. I feel like. Um, and yeah, I really like fell in love with that. It it that and like also the artist Baths. It kind of it was like whenever in a, yeah. a weird mood, like. <laughs> like I don't want to rock out. I'm not like psyched up, you know. And it's kind of chills. So you can do some studying and stuff to it, but it's unique enough that it's still like is interesting. Um, that was where like I always kind of put that music. And I, I mean, mm. it was kind of mel- melancholy. So it was not like emotional, you know, where it's like 
Uh, but you could just tell like it, it's, you know, meaningful. I didn't re- like the lyrics. I mean, the, the vocals are in Youth Lagoon were so like buried in the mix that it was kind of hard to ever really try and parse out what the lyrics were. Um, and that's where it's actually like really different on this album. So this is the oh. third Youth Lagoon album, I believe. And it was after he actually like had retired the name and started doing stuff under his solo name, but he decided to come back to it. And uh, yeah, it's very different in the production style. So the the vocals are very like clear and in the front. And I really liked it. Like it's like a stark difference, but um, I don't know. It's just really was nice. I thought. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like that. Uh, like year and hibern year of hibernation is that what it is? Yeah, the year of hibernation came out in the middle of a lot of like dream pop kind of stuff starting to break through, like kind of post Animal Collective breaking out, and yeah, it's kind of kind of that pretty, but uh, yeah, off putting in certain ways, and very interesting music when we were in college and then yet yeah, disappeared and i i didn't even hear about this new album coming out until like a day or two ago i read something about it but i definitely want to check it out yeah it got best new music on the old pitchfork that's high the old pitchfork <laughs> also i didn't ever really connect that he's from like boise idaho which is pacific northwest kind of yeah. you know it's like what I do with people from like Maine. Like, oh, Maine. Yeah. Oh, okay. I've I mean, been it does there. recontextualize. You're like, okay, like I can see where some of these like feelings come from. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I live like within a thousand miles of you. Cool. <laughs> it's so, US is so weird like that. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Um, another find uh, that uh, you actually put me on to, Jake, was Feeble Little Horse and their album Girl with Fish. Mm-hmm. Um, very unique album. Um, I thought I'd heard some of the singles off of it before. I don't know if it's just like I was misremembering, but uh, how do you, how would you describe people? I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to actually put into words. I feel like it's kind of like, uh, I, I feel like the, the singer like kind of reminds me of a, like, soccer mommy almost kind of like female front front person strong voice but i i almost feel like the the backing uh music is a lot harder a lot more noisy like they do a lot of like experimentation and noisiness and shoegaziness and stuff like that so it's it's kind of a mixture between like singer songwriter and shoegaze in certain ways to me i don't know they're they're from Pittsburgh, which I think is cool. There's a lot of interesting bands out of Pittsburgh lately, like String Machine. Yeah. Yeah, the, the vocals, like, they lean into, like, the discordant harmonies and, yeah. like, how, like, certain words clash and, like, it really, like, underlines, you know, the word. Um, and, like, they're, they are earworms, though, like, in their own, like, discordant Ooh, yeah. way. like. I, they, they definitely like stick with you. So it's, yeah, it's an interesting listen. Cause it's not like, this is beautiful. It's more like, Whoa, this is super interesting and catchy and like, but the hard, like, I think there is kind of a thing right now where like hard edged music doesn't necessarily have to be like hardcore, you know, it can be yeah. like, 
discordant in other ways. And this is a really good example of that. So yeah, it goes, goes hard in its own way. <laughs> no, there's a lot of like music that's kind of poppy, very catchy indie rock that also definitely pushes the boundary of hard music in ways that I, I don't think we're as popular in like the 2010s, which has been fun. It's been a lot of, a lot of cool stuff. So speaking of I, hardcore music, oh, 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 shit, my bad. I had my, I had uh, my transition. I, I was just going to, I was just going to say this band is interesting because they like re-released their first album and then got signed to a label. And then this album came out with a lot of, you know, backing and uh, force behind it. And I think they, they nailed it. It's, it's great to see that kind of stuff out of a, a relatively young band. Yeah. Which is like inspiring too like that that can be a road to success you know yeah it's very cool all right do my transition again so but speaking speaking of hardcore hardcore music in a more traditional sense um (laughs) the uh sound what was it what what was that publication i keep forgetting what they're called what collider no (laughs) you jake shared a like top 25 albums of the year so far list <laughs> uh, what was it i think it was on like uh one of those like paste or something magazine paste Far just out. came out today that was really uh, it was one of those you know nailed it oh stereo gum that's what it was uh, stereo gum there we go <laughs> i was like sound something stereo yeah uh sound hole <laughs> Yeah, stereo gum. Um, there, I don't read them a lot, but uh, they they have interesting uh, articles from time to time. And yeah, their top yeah. ten or top twenty five list for the year so far had a lot of like hardcore music on it. Actually, one that stood out to me was uh, Jesus Peace. Their oh. album's so unknown. Uh, I mean, I'm not an authority on like hardcore music at all, but it's kind of one of those things like it can it can sound really similar, you know, and like a lot of times it's keeping with that sound is like really important for an album being well received, but Mm. there was enough unique, I think just rhythms in this, like really leaned heavy into the, you know, the, the riffs are just the rhythms, like the breakdown rhythms and stuff. And, uh, I mean, just super fun listen, like, and kind of just, you know, now whenever I want to listen to a hardcore album, it's one I'm going to go to. It's your, it's your go-to for now? For now, yeah. See, I've heard of this band, but I've never listened. I didn't listen to their first album ever. Uh, so now I, I feel like i got to listen to both of them. Yeah, I mean, I need to hit their earlier album too. So Nice. Um, but yeah, this album was so unknown. I think it was like 20th on the list or something, but, you know, pretty cool. Mm, pretty mm. cool. I wouldn't have found out about them otherwise. So Yeah. All right. I will hand it off to you, Jake. Hand, handing the baton. Uh, Do you listen to New Homes Where? Not yet. I've been wanting the to like, have a, a moment where I can really focus on it. And, and I will say, I listened to it once when I like wasn't able to fully focus on it. And it was like, oh, that's solid. And then I listened to it again today, actually. And I was like, oh, okay, this is really clicking in for me. Because I, I think like it, they touch on a lot of the same like emotional notes of the the last album the i became birds but uh, i i do think like the production is stepped up the songwriting stepped up it's a really really strong album uh i i love it i think the the vocalist she just like goes 
crazy on this thing, even more than uh, I Became Birds. And I think the the performance of this album is definitely like, it almost reminds me of like earlier Modest Mouse in terms of like, just like building and building and then blowing up and then coming back down and all the dynamics. Yeah, I, I really, curves. really, yeah. I mean, I, I think like they were able to kind of put it all together and it really works. I'm a huge fan of this album. I think, you know, going to stick around with me and I think, yeah, second listen, I'm already fully on board. Do you want to go see them in Boston? By the way, you never responded to my text. I do. Uh, I do really bad. Okay. Um, I'm going to buy the tickets then. Yeah. Sorry. I thought we'd already like, Oh, I hadn't locked it in. My bad. It's locked like, in. It's like, I was on board, but yeah. It's also going to be like twenty bucks at like a tiny place in uh, Cambridge. I mean, so hell <laughs> literally yeah. could like be what? like the coolest show of the year that I get to go to. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. You you talk, and I'll uh, buy those tickets. All right. Um, I did. I did uh, go to another show uh, last week that I wanted to talk about. Um, so the artist's name is Blake Mills. Um, he's like a studio kind of session guitarist I, in LA. I remember one of his albums coming out like a yeah, couple years ago. Yeah, and he, he got some like, yeah, like 2010 era, era some uh, just, you know, like he had an album that came out that got some like buzz, but like mm. he, he's never really like really promoted himself like in his own solo stuff that much because he's more, he's been way more involved in like producing music. He's produced... Andrew Bird, Ava Brothers albums. Oh yeah. Uh, like all like lots of different stuff. And he had, I mean, he worked at Sound City for a long time, apparently. Um and I knew him because he had a song with Wolfpack. <laughs> but like <laughs> on that song, he just like just destroys like the slide guitar. Like um and yeah, so I it was just kind of on a whim. I went to a, a I, I saw like on the one of our local venues, like calendars on their window that he was going to be there. And I was like, I bet it's sold out and it wasn't sold out. I was like, no way. So got to go. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think it was a really interesting, so I kind of hadn't really caught that. Like in the last like five years, he kind of has subverted that whole image of like, I'm this rock yeah. star on like slide guitar and he's really gone more into, uh, like unique experimental guitar production yeah and uh yeah i mean and i mean he's gotten like rave reviews on pitchfork for for that kind of stuff too and this this new album that he's touring for leans into that pretty hard um it was still super like the things he was able to do with the guitar for his live set um and he only had one like uh he he only had a single accompanist like another guitar player and sang some harmonies with them but like he created these huge musical scenes like with just those things and i mean clearly his skill is just like i mean what he could do with his guitar was amazing uh he, was he's a, just bored with like being really good at guitar so i he think so and do something different for like three or four songs he did this thing where he played with some effects that made his guitar sound like uh like a flute like some kind of like uh like a flute that where there's like tons of exaggeration on the breathiness so but like i don't know yeah. how he was doing that with the guitar like it literally sounded like you know like you could hear like the blowing you know like leaning up to a note and the like vibrato of it it was unreal to hear and like the crowd like as soon as like every time he started doing it he was like sitting down and you couldn't really see him super well but like everyone was like 
trying to look like, what is he doing? doing? What's he doing? (laughs) Like this couple beside me, like, like he picked his like date up to like look and she came back down. I was like, I don't know. I still can't tell. (laughs) It was really, really funny, but that's cool though. Like you don't see many shows where it's like, everyone's like entranced by like, what is this guy doing? Yeah, for sure. So super fun show, super unique. It definitely got into the weeds of like, uh, you know, just a little too much experimentalism. Uh, but I had a good time. So, Nice. Um, all right. Hey, ticket secured. Nice. Ticket secured. Nice. I got one. I got one more album too for you. Uh, I think this was off the the indie cast recommendation. So, you know, uh, solid. Can't can't go wrong. Uh, but the album Maps by Billy Woods and Kenny Seagal. Have you heard this? I seen this? I've uh, put on like just a little bit, but I was never like able to like seriously listen to it. So yeah. It's definitely like I, this is a, a personal problem. I feel like in like the 2010s, it was really easy to get like new hip hop albums that were like, oh, this is like a really good album. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that was for some reason, like that was more in vogue. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It sounds stupid to say, uh, but th- that was like a very common thing was like, oh, these like big rap album releases coming out and like everybody eating them up and you know, digging through the the back half of the album and finding gems and stuff. But I, I haven't latched on anything in that long. Mm-hmm. Like it's been like five years, I feel like, since I've really latched onto a, a rap album. And uh, that's partially like, I just don't know what's going on as much probably because I'm an old white guy now. I've mean, yeah. always been a white guy, but uh, and I'm an old guy. Uh, but this, this album's really, really good. It's awesome. Great listen. I think, I mean, that car, I've heard bits of like that conversation of like, there aren't as many like, uh, event hip hop albums, you know, where it's like, yeah, uh, with, with, with like- mass, like indie crossover and stuff. Um, I think Kanye kind of killed that. I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's probably true. And like Drake, I feel like tried to do it a couple times recently since his really good albums. And mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, new Drake album. And then it's like, Oh, no one cares about like half the songs on this. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like when we were in college, it was like Danny Brown, uh, Pinata. Who's still putting out a lot of good albums. I just haven't gotten as into it. Yeah. And then like underground stuff was kind of fun, like f- Flatbush Zombies and... Yeah. Uh, See, I think we're just old now. I think we just don't, we don't know what's going on. That's cool. Yeah. And this bubbled up to the surface for me and I'm like, great, fantastic. Yeah. Love to see it. And Give even, me more. Even those were pretty different from like the actual popular like hip-hop stuff you know like actual yeah. popular like as in like trap you know or like uh the, those uh rap groups that like were actually like like popular yeah i don't know i i still feel like old like so it's like double old because like the, like <laughs> it's like the things i liked about old kanye were that he would he would throw back with the like old school mashups and stuff yeah and now that's old and that's old so it's yeah it's like <laughs> it was new and now it's old it's all old well and yeah i i feel like i don't even keep i keep up with pop rap like a little bit but i used to like listen to a lot of stuff i used to listen to a lot of trap i used to listen to a lot of like pop stuff i don't know uh, i think i'm just old i just have to accept that yeah we're not and I, I found my niche of like indie rock and you know what i can i can stay in tune with like one genre Mm -hmm. it's kind of like i think you have to be able to be in the place to experience that music 
I mean, I'm not going to places where you're not going to clubs and parties and stuff. Yeah. These days as much. So, you know, it's like, yeah. And it's hard to even imagine myself there. Like I can still listen to like a hardcore album and imagine myself in the pit, even though I'm not really going there, you know, but like it's music transports you, but if you're not ready to be transported there, like you're going to have a bad time. So <laughs> I don't know. It's like the idea that like, yeah, I'm like willing to get punched in the face, but I don't want to go to the club. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like, I like getting punched in the face. Yeah. It's more fun. <clears throat> I don't like awkwardly drinking a really bad $15 mixed drink and feeling bad because no one wants, because I'm too nervous to like dance with anyone. <laughs> That that's my club experience. Yeah, whereas like no one's gonna discriminate on like punching you if you're on the edge of the pit. Yeah, no, I mean I'm all for that. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Well, uh, should we jump into the demo updates? Uh, I think so. There's a lot of a lot of good music there, but uh, yeah, I I think last time we talked a bit about this of like just trying me taking a crack at some of your songs just because like I'd run out of a little steam on my songs. I wasn't focused on like redoing guitar stuff. I wasn't focused on retracking drums or anything like that. I was like, let me see if I can just come up with something for some of your songs. And uh, yeah, I think it helped me. I think it was good because you you were having trouble. I know with like Daisy a little bit. Uh, so I worked on that and I worked on another old one, Francine. So and I, I think I think there's still some work to do there, but I think it, it's up to a good demo quality, something where we can do a little bit more with it, lock it in and be good to go. So, okay, let's, let's do, um, let's do Daisy first. Then we can, we can finish more upbeat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I, I did update lyrics since I showed you this and, and some other stuff on both of these. I did some retracking of the vocals. So exciting. Yeah. Take this song 
The first time you showed me the first draft of that, saying that it was the most emo thing we've ever written, <laughs> I feel like you tempered that a little bit. I, I tried to. I tried to. Yeah. I tried to tamp it down just a touch. I think one part of it was I was just trying to like crank out a melody, yeah, and just put it on paper as fast as possible, and then like retool the lyrics. But I was like, is this the right direction? I think yeah. is what I was trying to get out. Uh, but you think I tamped it down adequately? Yeah, I mean, it felt it felt more chill which kind of fit the production of like what that demo track kind of was doing. And I, I keep listening to that and I'm like, there's so many like things I want to do better on it. And I think your song gives it like, I, I think your lyrics now give it like extra, like, okay, it's really worth to actually like finish it. Cause before I was <laughs> just really struggling with what it could be. And there was too many possibilities, but now mm. there's like a framework of, uh, what to work around with and yeah um yeah i mean i want to write a like i, I don't really like how it does that like dun, dun, dun. like oh yeah I that agree, gets repetitive that... and annoying to me and then i like the like intro part but you you had the feedback like what if there were like two guitar parts yeah and i really do want to do something like that um and then i do think still like a third like like something get i think it could get big but also like big but like you did such a good job of like sitting in that chill space with it that maybe it doesn't need it um now i I tend to just think like let's go let's try try to go big and (laughs) and like a lot of the reason i feel like the like i was trying to go bigger i think while i was singing Mm. and like on top of the chill production it, it it kind of tampers that a little bit which is maybe good i don't know but I think like you could build from the beginning up to that end there and then really crank it up. That's my thought. I mean, even if it like comes back down and then goes back up. Yeah. I think, I think there's room there. Yeah. Uh, great work though. Especially like when the harmonies come in at the end. Oh, love it. Yeah. That was also the other thing I wanted to mess with was like the <laughs> harmonies a little bit. I, <clears throat> I'm just, it makes me so excited to like, like, okay, these are going to work. <laughs> they're more than just <laughs> instrumental demos. Like, they're vocals and lyrics that sound good. And, yeah, it makes me so excited. Yeah, and, and like, I feel like the the chorus kind of fell out to me. Like, the uh, the melody fell out to me, which is also mm. a good sign. That like, oh, this just kind of happened. I, you know, it doesn't have to be anything forced. Yeah, yeah. And... I always struggle with the drums on that one too. Like it needs 
yeah. something, but it needs live drums and yeah, it just it, it needs a little more like natural dynamic from the drums. Mm-hmm. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. It's shaping up though. I'm we we're, we're chiseling the marble. Yeah. I think that one's like one more iteration away from <laughs> from locking yeah. it in. And and if you want to take another crack at it and then I can take another crack at the vocals and we have a final version that we show again, I don't care. Who cares? This is our podcast. I don't Yeah. What you gonna get tired of Daisy? I don't. I don't care. Don't listen. Yeah, don't listen. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, don't listen. That's that's if you're if you've made it an hour into this podcast, that's the one thing we want you to take away. Mm -hmm. Don't listen. (laughs) Perfect. Should we move on to Francine? Yeah, I'm really excited to hear this one again. So this one I really liked of yours. I think it was Jimmy World initially, Mm -hmm. and that I actually used that to try and help me come up with lyrics like. I had an initial set of lyrics and I listened to that whole album futures while I was working on new lyrics. And I think that helped me shape my, uh, shape my approach a little bit. Yeah. And I've been, I've been on a Jimmy world, like kick the last like couple weeks. Uh, like it's so good. Um, clarity. Uh, yeah. As yeah, that, I think that's their most like emo album. And (laughs) it's in that mode, like that band just rips like, yeah. And I think we were just a little young to like actually be into Jimmy Eat World's like catalog. Yeah. When like, you know, like I, I think I heard the middle from Guitar Hero or something and I, I was just a little too young, I think, to really get into this band. But yeah, just took, took a crack at this. I, I think when it first came out, it was like, hmm, it was kind of pouty. And I was like, I don't want to be pouty. That's not really, that's not what I'm going for. I'm going for something and it's not pouty. So let's see if it's less pouty. so crazy that like i mean over a year ago like wrote that and <laughs> it's just so yeah i mean hearing it like have new like 
new life is really rewarding. But do you know how to play it? What? Do you remember how to play it? Uh, I think I figured out. <laughs> <laughs> you got the stems on your computer. You're like, what the hell was yeah. I doing there? The the ISO tracks definitely help. Um, <laughs> no, I mean I, I remember. Um, yeah, and I mean I can't. I I think I told you about it when you shared this. That like I remember thinking that the verse part was kind of annoying, but like it was my kind of early like attempts at trying to like add space for like a vocal melody without like mm-hmm. <laughs> just adding guitar melodies. And <laughs> but like I, you really like actually made that work by like. Oh. And and yeah. I don't know. I, I I just really like that. So um yeah, and I totally hear that I definitely hear the like Jimmy Eat World like um kind of it, it's I don't know if it's an inflection yeah. of like where you're singing, but like it <laughs> it definitely like okay, yeah, it sounds like Jimmy Eat World, but like in a good way, not really like a knocking off. Kind of yeah. Way. Again, I was kind of like, I had a bit of a melody. I literally, again, the the name of the the song was Francine because you you were watching like Arthur or something <laughs> with your daughter. Sort of. Uh, yeah. It, like for whatever reason, you just named it that. And I was like, whatever, I'll run with that. And tried to build around that. And it, it I think it worked out okay. Yeah. I think it's not like, it's like a little corny, but. I think it's it, it's pretty good. I I, I kind of like it, and I think it kind of works as like a two minute song. I think the little like dropout with like the after the chorus kind of works. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think it's in pretty good shape. Yeah, I mean, you could you could the add more. more the more but I, I listen know. to like Joyce Manor, the more I just appreciate like yeah, two minute <laughs> songs. Like, don't overstay your welcome. Just do it. Get out. Like, it's fine. Yeah, and. Sometimes a song you're it's calling to you. You're like, I can feel another part coming here. Right. Or like you're like, I think I can add more to the front here, more to the back here, more yeah. to the middle here. And some songs you're just like, ah, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah. And I, I think that's a good candidate for just yeah. Being what it is. Uh so you have to something I've been wondering about though. So uh I mean this might be TMI that we edited out, but isn't your uh, mom's name Francine? No, my mom. Well, okay, no, this is this is important context. Thank you for bringing this up. Thank, I, I wanted to address this on the record. My mom's name is Francis. Oh, okay. That's, so my mother's name is not Francine. I'm not singing about my mother. <laughs> okay, this is good. not some sort of Oedipal situation. <clears throat> but I'm glad it is close, and I think Leah brought it up too. Like it's kind of close <laughs> to Fran. I'm like, you know what? My middle name's Francis, so I it's close enough. I Oh, I didn't ever make that connection that you, that your your middle name you're named after your mom. That's really cool. The way you said it, it sounded like an insult. But I mean my oh. daughter's middle name is named after me, so <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's not an insult. Yeah. No, it's just really cool. I never made that connection. For some reason go. I always just imagined your middle name like in terms of like JFK and like right now. RFK, well, yeah, it's like it, so. it's just funny that it's JFK. You don't have to worry about what the F is. Yeah. <laughs> I always want to do is like a bit in like a class or something. Go as Frank. Like, uh, yeah, actually, yeah, people call me Frank because like, my middle name is Francis. <laughs> Please call me Frank. Just just to live that world, like yeah, just for, for like, one 
Uh, for like one hour of the day, be like, uh, Frank? Like, yes, yes, professor. That's me. I'm Frank. I'm Frank. <laughs> oh, that That'd reminds be a class me of no the, one knew me, the but... movie. Isn't, isn't there a movie called Frank where it's like about like an indie singer who like wears a paper mache head? Something like that. I, I know exactly what you're talking about, but I've never seen it, nor have I had any interest in looking further into it. <laughs> yeah, that's one of those movies like, in the early days of like movie streaming, like you could find things like that. And it's like, I've never heard anyone talk about this, but because it's here, it must be important. Right. And I definitely watched it under those pretenses. And I mean, yeah. it was interesting. Uh, I mean, I, I just, I always associate it with like a, like 500 days of summer, like kind of, kind of like a twee indie film. Yeah. Is that fair. Uh, I would say it's never seen it. Steeper than, than that, that. Okay. and I would All say right. it's like it particularly interesting to watch from a like musician's perspective. Oh, okay. I mean, it's really like a somewhat. I mean, I I don't think it's based on anyone specific, but it's definitely like a reference to like outsider music, like Daniel Johnson and. Mm. Uh, oh, that is interesting. I probably should. Yeah. I probably should watch this movie. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Frank, that's how we got it's there. Got Dom Hall Gleason in this. Yeah, it was one of his like early like things. I remember thinking he was like a great actor until like Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars will do that to you, man. Yeah, he's in a lot of good stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's why. That's why you don't go into Star Wars. All right, good stuff. It's not good well, for you. We got movie recommendations. We got music recommendations. Wonderful. We got our own music. We checked this, all the boxes. This is this is why our listeners listen for an hour, Jake. This is, yeah, this is why they tune in and don't listen to us when we say don't don't listen to this. You're right. They're like, ha ha ha. I would never not listen. Yeah. To the bad you, wallpaper podcast. You silly gooses. I I actually like to listen. That's what they're all saying out there. Mm-hmm. And you know what? God bless them. All right. Signing well, off. This is bad. Been bad wallpaper. Ha <laughs> ha